0: The news and stories from racing's heartland. This is RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse, and it is great to have Nick Foot in for David Gately, who's having a well-earned Monday off and. Uh, Nick, it was a, a fascinating meeting at Caulfield on the weekend. It was your typical
1: summer off-Broadway meeting, but you we had some highlights, especially in the jockey ranks. Yeah, we certainly did. We saw some great performances, particularly in the apprentice ranks. Uh, I was a little sceptical heading in, having the Thursday meeting, rail plus 10, seeing it again for Saturday plus 10, but the track, the track race... Pretty well, didn't it? Like I, I thought, it raced really fair to the eye. Looking back through the the data, it certainly suggested that sort of being further back than off midfield was a disadvantage in run. But all lanes in the straight played pretty fair, and, and they got their chance. So it was a good it was a good betting day. Um, and yeah, a competitive card of benchmark racing. What would you say was your highlight of the day? Uh, I was really taken by. Uh, probably by, as you mentioned, the jockeys, but horse-wise, I really liked Traffic Warden's win in the first. Mm. Um, Did get favours, but just to the eye and the way it looked, it was was exciting to see that sort of Frank, that storm boy form from the first run in Sydney come down and do it in Melbourne. So... um, I think we're sort of turning our attention now, aren't we, to the two-year-olds leading into the Magic Millions and, and how they're performing. So I've got a I've got a close eye on those. Um, but yeah, look, it was just a, a, an overall it was a nice competitive day of benchmark racing. Yeah, it was a lovely ride and a nice win by Traffic Warden.
0: Uh, same colours, uh, Jamie Carr again. And I asked Sharky in the verdict, and he was pretty blunt with his assessment. What did you make of the other Wellback Adolphine runner and and the ride that Jamie had uh, when she uh, decided to push the button? What
1: may have been a little early, considering he did a little bit of work at over raced layer? Yeah, there was. Look, she reported there was a um, over raced in the early stages, but I don't. I can't land on it being a forgive. Um, look perhaps that first start at the valley it was so good to the eye it was so soft um given jamie she's such a balanced rider maybe maybe she did ask a little bit more that day at the valley than we might have gave her credit for and when she sort of asked for his head on saturday it felt he fold, folded up pretty quickly so mm. um it's a it's a little bit inconclusive, I think. I'd like to see go around again, but again, maiden grade to benchmark seventy, it's it's quite a step up. So, um, look disappointing on face value, particularly relative to starting price and what they go around at. Uh, but geez, what a nice performance by Ginger and Pink! Well, it, it was funny because Jimboire actually was easy,
0: wasn't it? And the money was coming for Ginger and Pink. I think it was about a dollar ninety on the Friday.
1: It ended up starting two forty, and Ginger and Pink. You know, came in from around about $5 to three eighty. Yeah, and you were spruiking Ginger and Pink in, in here on Friday. And I must admit, I thought Jamblay was far too short at eighty. got out to $2.40, and I had a nibble myself thinking, well, this price is, is too big given what we've seen first up in, in maiden grade. So uh, really impressive by Ginger and Pink. She got home 7.3 lengths inside the old benchmark over the final 600. So on the clock, it was really good as well. She got to 1,300 metres as a two-year-old too, so I'm not sure what the stable have planned for her, but she she looks the type of filly that could um, take that step up to 1,400 metres next start. It no was issues.
0: actually fascinating listening to Peter Moody's post race interview. He said that um, every time I walk into the, the stable, she's lying down, which tells me that she's still growing. So he's uh, unsure whether he'll get another run out of it this time, put her away, maybe come back a little deeper in the autumn.
1: Um, but gee, she was strong yeah, she, in the end. She was, and, and probably another runner out of that race that... I wouldn't jump off yet, is VC. I've always had a little bit of time for him since that two-year-old debut win at Flemington, and he was restrained from the start, settled last on the fence, and no-one won from that position at Caulfield across the day. So the way he sliced through the field late, got home in the second fastest last 6.4, 200 of the race, I think he looks as though career win number two is not too far away as well. Uh, SMS, a footnote.
0: Um, What did you take out of my boy Birmingham's uh, Birmingham's race? Uh, 30 to 1 outsider wins with 63.5 kilos. Do we disregard
1: the form? I should have prefaced this at the start when you asked performance of the day and I actually should have responded with my boy Birmingham yeah. because I, I read a terrific article this morning on .com um, around my boy Birmingham from Carl DeLolio. So um, carried sixty three and a half kilos. That's the heaviest weight of any Saturday winner in Melbourne on the flat since August 2007. So phenomenal placement, 66 and a half, claimed three with Tatum Bull. To be able to perform like that, up on speed, drew barrier ten big weight, sent straight to the front. Did it at both ends. So when the race went seven point four lengths inside benchmark overall rating, a, a terrific training performance, courageous placement, yeah, terrific first Huge up performance. Run. It was definitely. So what,
0: what do we what do we take out of that race? Has he just come back unbelievably well, or the beaten
1: brigade? Do we put a little question mark next to them? Oh, I just had here in my notes everything had its chance. Yeah. So like I. I in terms of the shape, how it's set up, what the data sort of says, well, and what we saw throughout the day, them running on, everything suggests that they had their chance. But my boy Birmingham was too tough at both ends. I see
0: they're talking possible standish handicaps for Boldino. Uh, who won well in the last. But as you mentioned, it was difficult to make round out wide. So do you
1: give a bit of extra um, credit to Kin in the last? Yeah, definitely. Look, it was a classy on pace performance, sort of eyeballed by Jungle Gym for 1,000. It was it was fairly even, the tempo. The, the race did rate well overall, um, 5.7 lengths inside the class average. I think Kin did Kin things, um, mm. got back, finished off really strong. I know it was the shoot start and generally you can get a position with cover you can move forward and, and around Caulfield it's not too much of an issue but I think Jamie sort of had to take a medicine with a few inside her pushing forward so you can't be too critical of the ride but she let loose on the outside recorded the fastest last eight six four of the entire meeting so I think you can look for her third up. Perhaps. She's hard to catch her, she? Oh, she is hard to catch. Her. I've certainly been a, I've certainly been a sucker when it comes to Kin um, but you know drawn a touch softer yeah it, perhaps a little bit of a, a Goldilocks in many respects to play there, Michael.
0: Is Laugh Argue a horse to follow out of that race as well? Uh, let me just have a check of
1: my notes here. Um, just made good grand with not much room. I thought at the end it had a bit more to give. Yeah, it was a bit slow away as well, so um, straightened up, but again um, blocked, had some excuses in the straight um, as well, so yeah, perhaps one to follow and Mark as well, Michael. There's another SMS coming through here. Hey boys, um, what did you make of the run of Traficanti looked like had a lot of horse but couldn't get out. Yeah, 100% agree, so yeah, that was race 3, that was a benchmark 70 over the mile Piaggio was a very nice win in that race, I had Mr Traficanti as, as the forgive horse in that race, so thought the margin was a touch unfair I, I don't think Mr Traficanti would have beaten Piaggio, um, but he wasn't suited by the shape and the tempo when trying to get clear air, had a tiring foolproof what happened on his the full outside proof? Yeah, not sure. Was there anything in the stewards? No? Uh, not that I could see. Yeah. It was disappointing wasn't it? Mm. Um, On face value you'd have to say so. Just looking at the stewards now. This. Yeah nothing. Um, just a post-race vet exam revealed um, Oh, lame right hind. There okay. you go. So veteran clearance right. is required um, to race again. So right, lame. A, is an excuse because he was yep. off that run at Moody Valley. Moody Valley yeah, very disappointing. Very, very good that night.
0: Um, well done to John Leake Jr. Uh, Regal power I said to Sharky on the Friday, I said, look, this horse, forgive its run on the wet, I thought it had been tracking quite well, and we know that he could lap everything that he was racing against on Saturday when he was at his best, yet you were getting 5 or
1: $6. Yeah, it was, I think it's two years today since he won his last race, so um, yeah, the 18th I think it was, uh, so yeah, first win in a couple of years, and it was a messy sort of staying race, there was a bit of bumping and carrying on going on throughout the straight, but yeah, um, yeah, I thought he had excuses and was still able to get clear running and win. So all, all honours and full credit to Regal Power and John Lee Jr. for getting him back to the winner's stall after some time out. Um, Grand Piero in that race was was one that struck interference with Regal Power. And look, he may not have beaten Regal Power. but Would you have played a free kick for that? <laughs> yeah. No, it was within five <laughs> metres. So I think it's actually all right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, look, Will Price tried to angle into the clear early in the straight. He got shoved back in a pocket, um, only saw daylight when it was sort of over. So I think he had a bit more to offer. Would he have beaten Regal Power? Probably not. But uh, a messy staying race and, yeah, Regal Power all honors. A Alumbra lad, every hope? Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, no excuses there, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought. Um, If you're back running by, I couldn't believe it got crunched into a dollar 70. I know, it was my you best it was my best of the weekend. You and I was have been a bit nervous, wouldn't you? I, I was. It's yeah. um that's very much Nick Foot things right there for something to crunch into a dollar 70 and not perform but <laughs> our man our man Dylan Brown McMonagall. Have you got a nickname? We've asked the the listeners Monocle Mc- D- I, I, I've been I had him on Big V Racing last week and I've been going DBM. DBM, yeah. Yeah, I think DBM we need to probably make that stick. It's so. easier than the
0: Monocle Mc- <laughs> Mc- 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 Yeah, yeah there's
1: there's a bit of Harry Potter going on about that too, <laughs> don't you? Don't Don't you worry. But, um, hey, this is a very impressive win once clear by running by. So the race went well. So we saw Najiko rumbled again. They ensured there was a pretty strong pace up top. They went 9.5 lengths faster than benchmark to the 600. That really did set up and benefit the likes of Running By, who who set up off midfield and young DBM. Uh, he experienced some difficulty around that 400, but once he got clear air and got into the work, um, got into his work, he was able to finish off strongly on really her. Really strong, so, yeah. All, all honours and yeah, landed a landed a lot of best bets. That's for sure, Michael
0: Uh, he's an interesting sms hey blue eyes great show as usual can you get footy to run through how he goes about assessing a race uh do you use any software or any particular formula
1: yeah i've got a couple of um couple of bits and pieces i use so first and foremost i think you want to do your speed maps that's the the best point starting point of anything so um using your speed maps i like to sort of go a little bit I've got the data sets here. I like to go a little bit old school, though, first, go back through the replays, have a look, and then go into my... data programs and then hope that they support my thoughts mm. that's how I sort of do it there's there's a thousand ways to what is it skinner a a cat skinner cat well, no, I wouldn't suggest yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. we're very friendly here yeah. at rsn um, there are a thousand ways though to skin a cat I like to try and go a little bit old school look back through the form lines um that way and then help let my data sort of support it I think sometimes if you lean too much on the data you can get too gathered mm. um too caught up in that Um, from speed maps then yeah look look to hope the data supports me I've got um, I also use punting form which is really good I know Gator uses that too and he's spoken about it on this program as well that's really good for doing your reviews and assessing how it's come through and I think doing your reviews on Monday or Tuesday or whatever is a really good way to set you up moving forward as well and and retaining information so for the the listener out there who Might be wanting to get a bit more
0: um, involved in their form. How much does that cost?
1: Yeah, terrific question. I knew you were going to ask me that, but I I charge it back to our. I charge it back to Dave and our business. So okay. So (laughs) Dave's paying. Dave's paying for this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you want to send your invoice to Dave Strelaw at racing.com, uh, you can do that. No, it's um, I, I think they can be quite expensive. Some of yep. these these platforms use. Punning form, I think would be a really good entry one uh, again. Um, go to punningform.com.au. They've got all different packages. I'd, I'd have a look and um, find the one that works yep. for you. How well's day travelling? He probably doesn't even know. Just another exit out of the account doesn't doesn't recognise. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I charge it back to you. His go, oh,
0: you just had a big Saturday night
1: uh, <laughs> race nine, Pasquero. He's put in two huge runs this campaign, hasn't he? Yeah, he certainly has. It was a, it was a good race. This one it was it was run quite solidly. So Dubai poet de Oro, they were up top first and second in the race. But what was interesting here is you had Pashiro and and Bermadez who finished one, two, and um, respectively, they were third, last and last at the 400 metres. So we saw them really run on and and use the middle of the track in in race nine. I think the difference here was Daniel Moore was a terrific ride on Peshiro. He was able to really get... The momentum going at the right time and Bermadez took a little bit longer to pick up and get through his gears and he closed off with the fastest last 200 metres of the race but it was already gone because of the momentum that Daniel Moore was able to generate on the bend so it was a, 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 yeah, Pashiro racing in terrific form and, and a great ride by our man Buckets. Uh, and and Good to see
0: Commander Harry back in form, and the other one was Is It Me. And gee, you'd love to have an Is It Me, wouldn't you? He's just
1: so consistent, and you can't see why throughout the summer months he can't just keep racking up wins. Definitely, great training performance, uh, Daniel Bowman, to to back up in Benchmark 70 grade and claim down with the in-form Celine Gaudray. Uh That was some really good placement there, and I think it just shows. Again, we spoke about the 1200 meter shoot start with Kin earlier. Mm. It doesn't hurt to get three wide with some um, with some cover, like Is It Me did in these 1200 metre shoot starts and was able to peel off the back of Pink Tie, who raced wide without cover throughout and um, yeah, it was a really, really nice win. There were probably some forgives uh, or some just eye-catchers in that one. The old boy Polanco, he's a flashing light, long way out of his ground, got home in the fastest last 200 and La Derriere, um was, yeah, found nothing but backsides um, in that. Oh, I like what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> do you? Yeah, um, <laughs> by the time um, Carr finally got in the clear, Is It Me was off and gone. So um, a very nice win, Is It Me, and great training performance. And, and yeah, I think can de- definitely works way through the grades.
0: I'll touch on a couple of interstate, but just have you got a couple of black bookers to follow out of Caulfield for the listeners? Uh,
1: I think I've mentioned um, a few of them there. I think Mr Traficanti's got yep. another win in him somewhere. I know he was so well supported a couple back at Sale Cup Day and didn't get it done and he, he just looks like he's knocking on the door of a, of a good win somewhere so keeping him safe. Um, I mentioned VC uh, earlier in race number 7 which was won by Ginger and Pink. I think he's not too far away from career win uh, number 2 and uh, Kin, be careful but uh, mm. look the, the performance suggests that, that she's going to win a race at some point but if you can find a good luck
0: and the only race I want to touch on really out of Sydney was the two-year-old race. Do we, do we, um, do we take it on face value, uh, another very, very impressive performance from Gaywaterhouse Adrian Bott, or do we get a little weary, um, weary that the favourite $1.70 pop was just pretty average, Amazing Eagle off what looked a hot trial?
1: Yeah, he sort of, he sort of earned favouritism off that trial, Amazing Eagle, I think the key difference is, and we we were broken records when it comes to the Waterhouse Bot Stable around their two-year-olds, their juveniles in particular, performing well. And and Anode had those two trials in the lead-up. You go to the races, fit read it a fire, and a node was able to to take it up, be ridden aggressively in the early stages. But then the data suggests it's like it got a bit of a picnic up top in terms of the speed mm. of the race. So was able to kick off of a relatively slow tempo and put him to bed. In terms of Amazing Eagle, I wouldn't be jumping off. I think Amazing Eagle is one that's going to furnish. You're not there to... Perform at your peak just yet, so um, I'd be keeping Amazing Eagle safe despite going under at the, at the short odds, and I think there's a lot of improvement to come in that and runner.
0: Well, we've got to wrap up with Ollie at the end. Uh, just your your analysis
1: of the Gold Rush, the ride, the run of uh, I I can't I can't do it any more justice than anyone else on this program has all day. Like it was just you know I know you would have been already down trying to find a a, a a position in the Hollywood script Michael being over there no doubt to to be in the movie somehow you, you'll get a role I'm sure and and it was exactly that it was a, it was a fairy tale finish but looking at the race putting all the side story um, to to the side seeing what the Nick Ryan Yard was able to do mm. taking over an eight-year-old um, you know drawing wide, then riding for luck inside, it was, you know, to finish off with the fastest last six and 400 metres of the entire day. Like, it's a terrific training form, it's a terrific ride, but um, all honours, it's it was such a solid win over 1,400 metres. The, the data backs up the performance.
0: He's got a Group 1 in him, doesn't he,
1: Munamek? Uh, when you see a performance like that, I know
0: it was only a Group 3, but he's just... His racing style means he le- he needs luck, but if
1: he gets the brakes, he's, he's got a big win in him. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I, I, you can't disagree after seeing a performance like that. Uh, outstanding
0: job from you, mate. Um, the footnote has delivered. Uh, so uh, we get to hear your dulcet tones throughout the week on ABC yeah, 927.
1: To Tuesday to Friday, big V racing for me. So putting in just putting in the hard yards at Christmas, Michael. Apparently a few people just taking some holidays. So um, good luck to them and and. Merry Christmas, but uh, no, I'm loving I'm loving Big V Racing, yeah, getting, to, getting to chat to some people in the industry, and we have a lot of fun, so uh, it's good to be a part of, and, and good to be in here with you, chatting all things racing.
0: Doing a brilliant job, as always, mate, um, I'm one of those lazy people, taking some time off, so mate, I'll... It was fueled. I'll
1: see. <laughs> it, was, it was a leading <laughs> I'll question.
0: See, I'll <laughs> see you in the, the new year, mate, you have a good Chrissy.
1: Thanks, Michael, you too, mate.
0: Uh, Nick Foote. Uh, With all things uh, post-mortem for the Caulfield meeting and around Australia. Time for the 11 o'clock news.